Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Peltier, and sitting in for a traveling Ben Che this week is Billy Lee from our sister arts program, iPhone Sync 18. In this week's program, two very different musical festivals. We'll be talking to the organizers of this year's Cock and Fat Festival, which takes place in the coming weekend, about some of the bands and the artwork on the show there. On a different musical note, Charles Trey Lee will be in our studio with pianist Colleen Lee to talk about the upcoming Musicus Fest. The music's in part two of our show, but before that, we're beginning with the visual arts and particularly graphic design. The Hong Kong Graphic Art Fiesta has been running since the 9th of October. Its aim is to celebrate the art of printmaking. Organized by Hong Kong Open Print Shop, this year's Hong Kong Graphic Art Fiesta has included five main exhibitions, masterclasses, and other education programs. Now on display at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum, collaborative printmaking features works from two well-known international print institutions. It also provides an opportunity for artists and professional printmakers to work together. Eight local artists who usually specialize in painting, ceramics, sculpture, and new media ventured into printmaking for the first time. For print from the ground, the Fiesta also invited renowned German artist and activist Thomas Kilper for a three-week residency to create brand new works at Cattle Depot. Based in Berlin, Kilper is known for his large-scale woodcuts and lino cuts carved into the floors of abandoned buildings. He says he likes the physicality of carving and working in large site-specific locations. I guess it has to do with problems in my youth, uh, feeling weak. My brother was always stronger. I don't know. I mean, this is one aspect I reflect on. And the physicality is important. And somehow the concept to exhaust yourself in, within the work uh, applies to me. It's somehow a crazy but wonderful feeling. And the notion to use the architecture sort of a reference point probably has to do as well with my relation to my father, who was architect. So I'm the one somehow, in a way, attacking the architecture. So means as well maybe being in a conflict uh, or in sort of a dispute or uh, argument with my father, so transformed into a sublime art work. For me, I wanted to go a step further or in another direction, not only to intervene in this architecture in a formalistic way, um, but very much telling a story, narrative. One of Thomas's most notable works to date is State of Control, created in 2009. For this piece, he carved a design into an 800-meter square linoleum office floor of the former Stasi headquarters. From the starting point, my plan 
was to draw attention not only to the Stasi itself as a complex of repression and suppression of the society, but uh, to draw more attention to a broader uh, thematic uh, or to open the view that uh, repression and state repression was not invented by the GDR, of course. Especially in German history, we have bad records of state repression and state killing, like uh, with the Nazi regime. It's an array of atrocities, but not only that. It's as well people who stood up against fascism, against this uh, policing and controlling. So I wanted to balance it. 20 years after the fall of the Berlin Wall, the public was allowed to enter the building for the first time to see the exhibition. Kilper's prints are often hung on the facade of the abandoned buildings as large banners for the public to see. Through the 1970s and 1980s, when Berlin and Germany were split into East and West, Thomas Kilper was taking part in social movements. Social and political issues are at the core of his artistic creation and of the work he's been doing in Hong Kong. My perspective is being from outside, here invited as a guest, but commenting maybe some issues. And uh, for example, we see here Deng Xiaoping, uh, who developed this idea of uh, one state but two systems. And I flipped it around and I say four states but one system. Uh, you can, of course, reflect on what system I mean. Is it communism or is it capitalism? Also reflecting inspirations from the neighborhood is local photo artist Fong Ho Yin's work, A Light Catcher. They 當那些人不見了的時候,大家突然發覺,哇,那些人很厲害。所以我想這是一個保存我們的文化,即不單是藝術,如果我們放遠一點看的時候,其實這個是我們的生活文化的一部分。When many of the events in the graphic arts fiesta may be over, you can still see the collaborative printmaking exhibition at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum until the end of December. Painter Tetsuya Ishida was killed by a train at the age of 31 in 2005. Many of his works focus on Japanese identity, on the country's role in today's world, on its social and academic structures, and on the Japanese people's attempts to adapt to contemporary social and technological changes. But as the ongoing solo exhibition at the Gagosian Gallery reveals, the problems he examines are problems that affect all of us.
Welcome back. This weekend, the 2013 Cock and Bluff Festival is taking place in the West Kowloon Cultural District. For music fans, it includes, as always, a wide range of pop and rock bands from all over the world. We talked to the organizers about what they have in store. Thank you for everyone that did everything to make this the best festival that Hong Kong's ever had. And the best news, um, the best news is we'll be back next year. Many of Hong Kong's music lovers will be spending a lot of time here at the site of the West Kowloon Cultural District in the coming weeks. The location will be home to three large-scale outdoor festivals over the next three weeks. Block Party, Free Space and, coming up first, Clockenflat, bringing top international acts as well as local musicians here for three days and nights this weekend. We're slowly, incrementally growing uh, Cock and Flat. Um, so that's always been our strategy, is to take a, a baby, really very much a, a baby steps approach to, to growing the festival. Um, so that each year we add a little bit more and experiment and try and see what works. I think we've always had a very kind of shared vision about what we want Clock and Flat to be. It's always taken on a, you know, the point of view that whatever we do at what, whatever size we do it at, we just want it to be the best that we can, we can do at that time. So, Although it's, it's definitely scaled up, it's, it's something that we've always wanted it to do, but grow very organically and sustainably. It's about the idea of discovery. A festival is about discovery and experience. You, you want people to turn the corner and find something that they didn't expect. So when they walk through the door, they're expecting to go to a music festival, and then they find that there's a dinosaur enclosure and that there's a film tent, and they go into the film tent just because it's there, and they're like, oh, what's this? And they go in and they sit there for 15, 20 minutes and watch some amazing films, and then they've had an experience. So this year we have the cabaret tent, um, which is going to be curated by the guys from um, Mustache. It's always been some, an extra element that we wanted to add in terms of performance. It's one of those things that we encourage people to check out the bands that they've yet heard of and kind of fall in love with something new. Um, because that, that, that is really the true festival. That's the advantage of festivals. Every single artist has been hand-picked uh, for very specific reasons. We have Franz Ferdinand, Sheep uh, between Al Rogers, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Metric, Tegan and Sarah, Fortet, uh, Mode Selector, Efterklang, 
Hangai, Suijian, Omar Soliman, Ostra, Jem, Ellen Louie, Daft Pink, Nina Nesbitt. 1975 we have this incredible view behind us, <laughs> right? Yes, that is iconic. Um, and, and obviously living here, we kind of, we, we ignore it to so much we do, it's a big part of our lives. People, we should never underestimate quite how powerful that is. And we bring over a, a, a huge selection of international artists from all over the world. And people come here and they stand on the stage and they play to a huge crowd of people. They do that week in, week out, all over the world. Every time that they talk about their experience in Hong Kong, they'll have lots of things to talk about their experience in Hong Kong, but something which will always be with them is that, the experience of that view. Right? That, that is what West Kowloon Cultural District has, that no other cultural district in the world has, basically. And it sounds somewhat trivial to talk about it in the context of just simply a view, but it's, it's, it's something which, 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 as I say, we take it for granted, and everybody who stands here is blown away by it. So yes, absolutely, and we should, as a, as a community, we should work together to preserve this space to be used for outdoor cultural activities that can showcase Hong Kong at its absolute best. You may not believe this, but there was a time when renowned Hong Kong cellist Trey Lee gave up the instrument. He says that it was a visit to a music festival that convinced him to pick up the instrument again and make music his career. And that's the kind of effect he's hoping to have on young performers with his own Musicus Fest. He's here in our studio today with pianist Colleen Lee to talk about this Musicus Fest. Trey, welcome to the studio. Welcome, Colleen. Uh, what is Musicus Fest? Well, the whole idea for the festival came about because a lot of people always ask me things like, how can I get my child to s practice more? How can we inspire them to become professionals or at least go to the next level? And so I looked at my own education and I realized there was a moment where I went to a music festival in the U.S. and where I got to play with a lot of professionals and great masters. And that was the moment where I was so touched and so moved that I thought, this is a great profession to get into. I really want to do this. And it's not just the performances, which of course are very important, but there are some other things as well. What are, what are you doing in that regard? Well, absolutely. This is not just a music festival, in fact. There's a chamber music portion to it. There's also an orchestral concert and uh, also a heritage and education aspect to it as well. So what we're doing basically is taking artists who are not just going to perform on stage, but also bringing them into the community, having them speak to students at various schools of different musical levels or interest, and having them just chat with students and sharing their experiences and letting, letting them know what it's like to be a professional musician. Colleen, you're one of the artists involved in Musicus Fest. What have you been doing so far, and what are you doing in total for the festival? 
I've been talking to students from different schools um, to let them know how's the life of a professional musician as straight set, also to play some music for them, and they are really interested in that. Hopefully, they will also become a musician one day. And in the festival, I will be playing Mandelson Piano Trio Number no. 1 and also a new work by Hong Kong composer Kenny Lam. That sounds wonderful. Do you think we could get you to play something here in the studio? Sure, we can play two movements from Schumann's five pieces in folk style for you. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> 